Welcome to Jeff's Letters. This is an audio narration of Jeff Bezos' annual letter to shareholders. My name is Preet Anand, and I am your narrator. There's so much wisdom in these letters that they need to be as accessible as possible, and that's why I'm putting them on audio. This is a non-commercial effort, with public education being my goal. Now, on to the letter. Editor's note, I have been a little bit sick, so my voice is a bit rough on this letter. My apologies. Now, on to the letter. As regular readers of this letter will know, our energy at Amazon comes from the desire to impress customers rather than the zeal to best competitors. We don't take a view on which of these approaches is more likely to maximize business success. There are pros and cons to both, and many examples of highly successful competitor-focused companies. We do work to pay attention to competitors and be inspired by them, but it is a fact that the customer-centric way is at this point a defining element of our culture. Editor's note, these aren't totally at odds. A lot of times doing the best things for your customers is finding better things that your your competitors do and adapting them to serve your customers even better. Back to your back to the letter. One advantage, perhaps a somewhat subtle one, of a customer-driven focus is that it aids a certain type of proactivity. When we're at our best, we don't wait for external pressures. We are internally driven to improve our services, adding benefits and features before we have to. We lower prices and increase value for customers before we have to. We invent before we have to. These investments are motivated by customer focus rather than by reaction to competition. We think this approach earns more trust with customers and drives rapid improvements in customer experience. Importantly, even in those areas where we are already the leader. Customer quote, thank you. Every time I see that white paper on the front page of Amazon, I know that I'm about to get more money, f- more for my money than I thought I would. I signed up for Prime for the shipping, yet now I get movies and TV and books. You keep adding more, but not charging more. So thanks again for the additions. End quote. We now have more than 15 million items in Prime, up 15 times since we launched in 2005. Prime Instant Video Selection tripled in just over a year to more than 38,000 movies and TV episodes. The Kindle Owner's Lending Library has also more than tripled to over 3,000 books, excuse me, 300,000 books, including an investment of millions of dollars to make the entire Harry Potter series available as part of that selection. We didn't have to make these improvements in Prime. We did so proactively. A related investment, a major multi-year one, is fulfillment by Amazon. FBA gives third-party sellers the option of warehousing their inventory alongside ours in our fulfillment center network. It has been a game changer for our seller customers because their items become eligible for prime benefits, which drives their sales, while at the same time benefiting consumers with additional prime selection. Editor's note, it also benefits Amazon by deepening their moat and increasing the flywheel of more selection for customers 
but also more reasons why sellers should be on Prime and FBA. Back to the letter. We build automated systems that look for occasions when we've provided a customer experience that isn't up to our standards, and those systems then proactively refund customers. One industry observer recently received an automated email from us that said, we noticed that you experienced poor video playback while watching the falling rental on Amazon Video On Demand, Casablanca. We're sorry for the inconvenience and have issued you a refund for the following amount, $2.99. We hope to see you again soon. Surprised by the proactive refund, he ended up writing about the experience. Amazon noticed that I experienced poor video playback, and they decided to give me a refund because of that? Wow, talk about putting customers first, end quote. When you pre-order something from Amazon, we guarantee you the lowest price offered by us between your order time and the end of the day of the release date. I just received notice of a $5 refund to my credit card for pre-order price protection. What a great way to do business. Thank you very much for your fair and honest dealings, end quote. Most customers are too busy themselves to monitor the price of an item after they pre-order it, and our policy could be to require the customer to contact us and ask for the refund. Doing it proactively is more expensive for us, but it also surprises, delights, and earns trust. We also have authors as customers. Amazon Publishing has just announced it will, it will start paying authors their royalties monthly, 60 days in arrears. The industry standard is twice a year, and that has been the standard for a long time. Yet when we interview authors as customers, infrequent payment is a major dissatisfier. Imagine how you'd like it if you were paid twice a year. There isn't competitive pressure to pay authors more than once every six months, but we're proactively doing so. By the way, though the research was taxing, I struggle through and am happy to report that I recently saw many Kindles in use at a Florida beach. There are five generations of Kindle, and I believe I saw every generation in use except for the first. Our business approach is to sell premium hardware at roughly break-even prices. We want to make money when people use our devices, not when people buy our devices. We think this aligns us better with customers. For example, we don't need our customers to be on the upgrade treadmill. We can be very happy to see people still using four-year-old Kindles. I can keep going. Kindle Fire's free time, our customer service and Uncord, Amazon MP3's auto rip, but we'll finish up with a very clear example of internally driven motivation. Amazon Web Services. In 2012, AWS announced 159 new features and services. We've reduced AWS prices 27 times since launching seven years ago, added enterprise service support enhancements, and created innovative tools to help customers be more efficient. Editor's note, that's the equivalent of them reducing prices almost every three months. Back to the letter. AWS Trusted Advisor monitors customer configurations, 
compares them to known best practices, and then notifies customers where opportunities exist to improve performance, enhance security, or save money. Yes, we are actively telling customers they're paying us more than they need to. In the last 90 days, customers have saved millions of dollars through TrustAdvisor, and the service is only getting started. All of this progress comes in the context of AWS being the widely recognized leader in its area, a situation where you might worry that external motivation could fail. On the other hand, internal motivation, the drive to get the customer to say, wow, keeps the pace of innovation fast. Our heavy investments in Prime, AWS, Kindle, digital media, and customer experience in general strike some as too generous shareholder indifferent, or even at odds with being a for-profit company. Quote, Amazon, as far as I can tell, is a charitable organization being run by elements of the investment community for the benefit of consumers, end quote, writes one outside observer. But I don't think so. To me, trying to dole out improvements in a just-in-time fashion would be too clever by half. It would be risky in a world as fast-moving as the one we all live in. More fundamentally, I think long-term thinking squares the circle. Proactively delighting customers earns trust, which earns more business from those customers, even in new business arenas. Take a long-term view, and the interests of customers and shareholders align. As I write this, our recent stock performance has been positive but we constantly remind ourselves of an important point. As I frequently quote famed investor Benjamin Graham in our employee all-hands meetings, quote, in the short run, the market is a voting machine, but in the long run, it is a weighing machine, end quote. We don't celebrate a 10% increase in the stock price like we celebrate excellent customer experience. We aren't 10% smarter when that happens, and conversely, aren't 10% dumber when the stock goes the other way. We want to be weighed, and we're always working to build a heavier company. As proud as I am of our progress and our inventions, I know that we will make mistakes along the way. Some will be self-inflicted, some will be served up by smart and hardworking competitors. Our passion for pioneering will drive us to explore narrow passages, and unavoidably, many will turn out to be blind alleys. But with a bit of good fortune, there will also be a few that open up into broad avenues. I am incredibly lucky to be a part of this large team of outstanding missionaries who value our customers as much as I do and who demonstrate that every day with their hard work. Commentary. Warren Buffett talks about people needing to have an inner scorecard, a way that they can keep score for themselves and for their own actions. And it feels like that's what Jeff is describing a little bit here for Amazon. Now, of course, in this letter, like almost every other letter before it, Jeff reconciles how what is good for customers is also good for share owners. But I think he is taking a lot of effort to explain the value that comes from being customer-centric and how it allows them to keep innovating on behalf of customers.
without waiting for competitor inspiration. And this is a good thing because Amazon, if they're a market leader and they only got inspired by competitors, the actual rate of progress and the rate of innovation in the market would slow down because the market leader would be looking at these little pipsqueaks and looking for them for inspiration and everyone would keep regressing to the mean. So unless there's a focus on the customer and a focus on differentiation, progress would stagnate, which would suck. As a really good example of Amazon working on one of these durable customer pain points and continuing to invent on behalf of customers, I highly recommend reading Eugene Way's uh, long post, I think it came out in 2017, might have been 2018, called Invisible Asymptotes. And it's basically about how it was known at Amazon that shipping speed affected how much people used Amazon. And that in turn funded a long-term continuous effort to improve shipping speed because they knew people would continue to use Amazon more that the faster things got shipped to you. And that has been an effort for probably a decade now with Amazon even today continuing to make new investments to enable one day and even same day shipping. I want to read two passages to you that really stuck out to me um, that I think just encapsulates so much of this entire letter. All of this progress comes in the context of AWS being the widely recognized leader in its area. A situation where you might worry that external motivation could fail. On the other hand, internal motivation, the drive to get the customer to say wow, keeps the pace of innovation fast. Again, this is the value in having a leader who is still innovating. There's still evolution in the, in the state of the art of the product and in the market. Now the second passage. Our passion for pioneering will drive us to explore narrow passages and unavoidably, many will turn out to be blind alleys. But with a bit of good fortune, there will also be a few that open up into broad avenues. First of all, I love the way that this is framed as if you're exploring on foot and just discovering the layout of a physical place. But again, it also talks about how sometimes there is an act of discovering and by being the first to do things, you will make, you will find some things to be duds, but you'll also find other areas that have, that represent great opportunity. And so that's the takeaway I'm taking from this and, and I'll hope you will too. What are the things for your inner scorecard that you're so internally motivated by that you're willing to tolerate some blind alleys? Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, please say hi. Send me an email at jeffsletterspodcast at gmail.com. And I will see you at the next episode.